Lasting Love Podcast, presented by CoachingWithFroy.com. You've found the place where single adults come for mindful wisdom and insight into how to attract and create healthy, lasting, conscious relationships. And now, here's your host, the owner of CoachingWithFroy.com, number one best-selling author, certified relationship coach, and TV analyst, Roy Biancalana. Well, hello again, and welcome to another edition of the Attracting Lasting Love Podcast. My name is Roy Biancalana. I'm your host, and I am going to swim in some very dangerous waters today. <laughs> I feel the need to address the issue that seems to be uh, more coming up in our cultural consciousness nowadays than maybe it has in the past. And that is the whole issue of monogamy versus what's called ethical non-monogamy. Now, the idea about you know being in a monogamous relationship versus more of an open relationship is, is not new. I mean, pe- people have been talking about this and doing each, you know, forever. Um, But it does seem to be coming up. I've just heard a lot of people talking about it recently. I've I've seen some articles being written on it. I've seen some, even some um, television pieces being done on it. And so this is a relationship issue. This is um, an important issue because when you are wanting to attract a relationship, um, one of the things that you really do need to have is um, you, you need to have some compatibility on the type of relationship you want, right? I mean, if you want the monogamous type and this other person wants the what's called the ethical non-monogamous type, well, then that's going to be a problem. So um, I thought I would take a chance at Present, presenting what I feel are some mindful, conscious perspectives on this whole thing. And uh, I do realize that I'm getting into some complicated waters here. Um, I realize that there's lots of room for conflict and disagreement. Um, but I think we need to have a discussion about this. So, the, the first thing that I, I want to say is that I have no moral thoughts on this. I, as I talk about whether you want a monogamous relationship or a non-monogamous one, um, I'm not coming at it from a moral perspective. This is not a right, wrong, good, bad. This is not have anything to do with religion or religious beliefs. If you have those, it's fine. You can believe anything you want. It's just that I don't approach this subject or really any subject from a moralistic perspective. Those are morals and beliefs. Religious beliefs are just mental constructs. And uh, you're free to believe what you want and you're free to have whatever relationship type that you want. Okay? So that's the first thing I just want to say is I'm not coming at this from a moral right wrong perspective. But I do want to talk about 
this subject. Um, and I want, I want to spend a little time on addressing the various types of ethically non-monogamous relationships. Now, what do I mean by the ethical? You, you might know this already. Um, the ethical non-monogamous relationship is where you are open and honest with everybody involved as to your monogamy or lack thereof. So in other words, an unethical non-monogamous relationship would be when you're cheating on someone. You have an agreement to be exclusive and monogamous and you're not. You're having an affair, you're having a fling or something and you're hiding it, you're lying about it. Okay? So that's a whole different category. We're not talking about that today. We're we're talking about people that know that they don't want a monogamous relationship. They want relationships. They want sexual activity, but they don't want to commit to a single individual person and be exclusive with them, but they don't want to hide it. They want to be open. They want to be honest about that. They want to create boundaries. They want to create some understandings and some agreements, you know, so that they can pursue the type of relationship life that they would like. So I kind of put these two in, you know, there's the monogamous category and then there's the ethically non-monogamous category. But in the in the non-monogamous category, there are a number of different kinds of non-monogamous relationships, right? Um, I mean, there's polygamy. Right now, that's that's when you're married to more than one person at a time. Now, I think that that is illegal in this country, in the U.S., I think. Maybe in some states it's not. But we're not going to talk about that. That's a whole different can of worms. And I believe I believe it's illegal and it's very rare that somebody is officially married to multiple people. So we're not going to talk about that. But under the category of ethically non-monogamous, we are going to talk about polyamory. Polyamory is being in multiple loving sexual relationships. Okay? Amory means love. Amore. I believe that's uh, an Italian word. Maybe I'm wrong about that. Amore, right? Um, Poly means multiple, I, I guess. So that means when you're in love with more than one person and you're having a sexual relationship with more than one person, but the essence is there, there, there's a loving relationship there. Okay? Then there is something called open relationships. You can be in an open relationship. It, 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 that doesn't mean you're in love with everybody involved. It just means you're having sex with multiple people. You know, you, you may not love the person that you're with and you may not love the other person you're, you're having sex with. So that's the difference between a polyamorous relationship and an open relationship is the polyamorous one. There's loving relationships here in the open relationship is not necessarily nobody necessarily loves anyone there. You're just having multiple sexual relationships and partners. Okay. And then there are swingers. 
These are where couples uh, are together, but they're inviting people to join them. Okay. Um, and then there are, there's something called friends with benefits. This is another relationship type where your friends, you're not really romantically interested in each other. You're, you're really not wanting to be in a relationship with each other, but you are just engaging in periodic sexual activity, you know, to give benefit to one another, I guess you could say. Okay. Um, and then there's like one night stands. That's another relationship type where you're just interested in a person for sex and really nothing more than that. Like with friends with benefits, usually it's an ongoing thing where you're, you see each other once a week or once a month or whatever and you hook up and you have sex and you satisfy each other's needs in that regard, but you're not really in a relationship with each other. The one night stand is you might not even know the other, but you just met them and you're just horny and they're horny and you hook up and you have sex. And then there's maybe a category you might call casual dating where your relationship type is you're, you're just out and about and whatever happens, happens. Perhaps you see someone a few times and you have sex and you move on and, you know, there's really no exclusivity. There's no commitment. You're just casual. And if, and if you, you have sex, you have sex fine. Okay. So those are sort of all the subcategories in the ethically non-monogamous category. Okay. Now here's what I want to do. Um, the first thing obviously is you know, you don't have to really decide what you want. I mean, you probably already know, at least at this point in your life, right? You don't know what you'll want three years from now, five years from now, 10 years from now. But I'm not going to talk much about like, which ones do you want and how do you tell which one is right for you? Because if you want the monogamous, traditional, exclusive relationship, and I, and I should go public here, that's what I have. That's all I've ever really been interested in. Um, I have done some one night stands when I was single, but it was not, it's just something that happened. It was not really um, a, the, the relationship type that I ultimately wanted. Okay. I've always been a serial monogamist is really what I've been just to let you know. So I think if that's what you want, you know that I think if you want multiple partners, you know that um, I, I think if you want to, you know, have friends with benefits, you know, you know that, right? So I don't think it does us much good to be talking about how to know what type of relationship you want. I kind of want to go deeper. Um, I want to talk about the underlying things going on and I want to just give you my perspectives on it. And so um, before I get into talking about the complexities that come up in all of the monogamous and ethically non-monogamous, they all have their complexities. They all have their challenges. Um, I want to put them all in the same category. And I want to start by asking you two really important questions. Like before you even think about what type of relationship you want, the first question to really get at here is why do you want a relationship in the first place. 
of any kind. What is the real reason you want a relationship, whether it's monogamous or ethically non-monogamous in any of the subcategories I just listed? Why do you want a relationship at all? And, and, And should I say, what's the real reason? And I say that the real reason because I believe that all of us have surface reasons we want a relationship. Oh, I want to have great sex. I want to have a lot of variety. Um, you know, I want to just enjoy myself. I want companionship. Um, I'm not interested in a commitment. I kind of want to have my freedom. You know, there's 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 those things that I consider valid, but they're surface. And then, but the, but then there's the real reason. You want either monogamy or ethically non-monogamous relationships. And that's what I'm always interested in. I'm always interested in, like, what's the real truth? Like, down in the dirt, in places that we often don't want to go and we don't want to look and we don't want to pay attention to. What are the true motivations of our hearts? Like, what's really driving us? Like when you want an ethically non-monogamous relationship, right? If you want polyamory or open relationships or friends with benefits, like why do you want that? Like what's the real reason? Okay. And if you want a monogamous, traditional, committed, exclusive relationship, why do you want that? Come on. What's the real reason you want that? And I'm here to tell you that the answer is the same. That's what's fascinating is no matter what kind of relationship you want, when you get down to the real reasons you want any of them, it's the same for everybody. The issue is, are you going to face that? Are you going to own up to it and deal with the implications of the real reason? Because once you see the real reason, you can't avoid it anymore. Once you see what I'm going to share with you, once you really see it, you can't unsee it anymore. You cannot go through the rest of your life and act as if you don't know the truth. It's like, no, 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 you've seen it. You've been exposed to the realities and the real motivations of your heart, and you can't ignore it anymore once you see it, right? Ignorance is bliss, but not once you see it. Because you're, because you're not ignorant anymore. You're not not knowing. You do know the real reason I want a relationship in the first place. And so once you see it, you can't avoid it and you're going to have to do something about it. Because if you let that real reason continue to operate and motivate you, you're never going to be satisfied in any kind of relationship. You're never going to be happy with any type of relationship you choose if you don't deal with the real reason you want one in the first place. Okay? So have I piqued your interest here? We all want a relationship for the same reason. And the reason is this. It's because we feel that a relationship is going to make us feel alive. The real reason you want a relationship is not because you want to have a great sex life or variety or 
the freedom or any of that. It's because there is something on the inside of you that does not feel okay. There's something missing on the inside of you. There's something lacking. There's a not okay feeling at the core of your being. And that not okay feeling is so uncomfortable and it is so intolerable that you have to do something about it. It's like if you have your hand on a hot stove, you have to do something about getting your hand off that stove, right? When your hand is on a hot stove, it's like your life purpose is getting your hand off that stove. (laughs) Do you follow me? It's too painful. It's too uncomfortable. It's too dangerous. Nothing in the world matters in that moment other than getting your hand off that stove. And at the core of your experience, the core of your heart, if you have the bravery to look, There is an uncomfortable sensation, an uncomfortable feeling or belief deep down in places you don't ever want to go, that you don't want to admit, that you don't want to feel it, you don't want to own it, you don't even want to even talk about it, frankly, but it's there and it's always been there. And you seek a relationship, I don't care what kind it is, because you believe if you can have that kind of relationship, it's going to fix that not okay feeling. The right kind of relationship is going to take the hand off the stove. It's going to fix that problem. It's going to fill that void. It's going to help you find an identity. It's going to help you finish a story. It's going to heal that wound. It's going to relieve you of that pain. The real reason we human beings want a relationship is because we don't feel an aliveness at the center of our being. Quite the opposite. We feel very often a subtle restlessness, a subtle emptiness, a tinge of unwantedness, a tinge of being not good enough, a tinge of unworthiness, a tinge of boredom. A sense of loneliness, a sense of feeling trapped. I don't know what words you want to use because there are hundreds of ways to describe this sense of anxiety at the core of our being. The sense of not okayness. And that's how I want to describe it. I don't want to say that you're suicidal because you're probably not. I don't want to say that you're clinically depressed because you're not. I don't want to say that you're dysfunctional and you can't get out of bed and you can't go to work and you can't hold a job and you can't be in a relationship because you're probably not that dysfunctional. 
you may or may not be on any medication. So, so you're not in some clinical place. That's not what I'm describing. I'm, I'm describing that you look normal. Everybody looks normal. You walk down the street, you see people. They all look normal. They're doing their thing. They, they have families. They have jobs. They go work out. They have their little hobbies. But if they were really honest and if you could look deep down inside at the very center of their life, there's this not okay feeling. Something's wrong. Something's missing. Something's lacking. And it's really uncomfortable. And it's so uncomfortable that your life really is about dealing with it and trying to be okay. Trying to feel alive. This is why human beings, we are generally seekers. We're seeking, we're chasing, we're pursuing. We want more money, we want more things, we want more fame, we want more followers, we want more likes, we want more sex, we want more love, we want to be more noticed, we want more power, we want more position, we want prestige. We, we seek enlightenment. We seek God through religion. We seek to have friends. We seek to build a family. We, we, we are pursuers. We're seekers. We want. Why? Because we're experiencing the fullness of life already? Are, are we seeking because we are experiencing nirvana, heaven, or bliss? You know, the Buddhists call the ultimate nirvana. The Christians call it heaven. The Hindus call it sat chit ananda, eternal conscious bliss. <laughs> okay? Why do we seek money, position, power, love, sex, relationships? Because we're not in nirvana. We don't feel that. We don't feel like we're in heaven. We don't feel we're in bliss. Why do we seek great sex? Is it because we feel like we are having an orgasm 24 hours a day? That we just feel this openness, this you know how when you have an orgasm, it's like, oh God, oh God. Do you feel, oh God, every moment of your day? All the religious teachings tell you that you're supposed to. Do you know that? The reason we seek is because we lack. Because we don't feel alive. We don't have a deep felt sense of well-being. We don't feel connected with life. We don't feel one with life. We don't feel like we're in heaven. We don't feel bliss. We don't feel okay on the inside. We feel sort of not okay. We seek because we're not alive. 
we're not experiencing joy. Or at least we get the sense that we're, we could have so much more. So the reality is, the real reason why you do anything from the clothes you choose to put on in the morning to why you go to the gym to why you don't go to the gym to why you seek a job or don't want a job the why you seek for more money or you don't want to pursue money or the why you seek some type of relationship or not is because you believe that whatever it is, it's going to make you feel okay on the inside. He who has ears, let him hear. And I'm not equating myself to Jesus. Everything we do in life is to fix the not okay feeling. And so when it comes to your to whatever kind of relationship you want, you want monogamy, you want that exclusive committed thing, it's because you believe that having that will fix however you would describe your not okay feeling. Perhaps you've got this feeling of being unwanted or unworthy or abandoned. Maybe you grew up in a home where people were alcoholics and addicts or abusive and you never felt wanted. Oh, if I can find the one. If I can find my soulmate. I just want this one person to devote their life to me, to love me. Why? Why do you want that? Because you think it's going to fix that not okay feeling of being unwanted. Maybe you grew up in a home where your parents were all up in your business and sort of smothering you and controlling you and telling you what to do and what to think. And they forced you to go to church. They forced you what to wear. They, they, they forced you on, on uh, what sports you could play in or what you couldn't play in or what you could do musically or artistically. You were smothered. You were controlled. You were dominated. You, 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 didn't, you couldn't develop your own sense of yourself and your own wants and be your own thing. You were sort of under people's thumbs. And now you want an open relationship. Isn't that interesting? Of course you do. Because you've got this fear of being smothered feeling, this feeling of I'm not free, this feeling of I can't be me, this feeling of, of, of I'm, I'm, I'm controlled. And so the type of relationship you want is in response to that not okay feeling. So what's the real reason you want an ethically non-monogamous relationship. Come on now. What's the real reason? Well, it's the variety. It's just like I, I want to be able to 
experience all the, the variety and the, the pleasure and the newness and the, and, and yeah, because isn't it true that there's a real sense of boredom at the core of your being and that you want the open relationship or the swinger relationship or the polyamory relationship with all the variety of sexual partners and so forth because it keeps you from feeling that bored, empty place inside. Notice that I've challenged both the monogamous desiring person and the ethically non-monogamous desiring person the same. I am not saying that the monogamous thing is healthy and that's the way we're all supposed to be and so forth and that but but if you want the ethically non-monogamous it's because you got a problem you've got a fear a fear of commitment a fear of of intimacy well there's a lot of people who are in relationships that have fear of intimacy there's a lot of people in relationships that have no intimacy with one another whatsoever they are together maybe out of convenience or because it's better than being alone or so forth. But that doesn't mean they have real intimacy. So I am not attacking one type of relationship over the other. I'm saying that we're all doing the same things. Whatever kind of relationship you want, it's because you think that relationship will fix that not okay feeling. Now, I bet you a lot of you guys disagree with me on that. And all I would say is, to be honest with you, really, just to be real straight here, if you disagree with that, it's because you haven't spent time introspecting about yourself. It's as plain as a nose on your face if you'll look. Do you have the bravery to really look at the not okay feeling at the core of your being and how that is deciding what kind of relationship you want. Now, I won't spend any more time on that, but what I will say is once you see it, once you see what you're up to, once you see, oh man, the real reason I want that monogamous committed thing is I feel so abandoned. I feel so lost. I feel like I feel so unlovable and unwanted. And that's why I'm online looking for a partner. And that's why I'm searching for this and that is because I really do believe a life partner or a certain kind of relationship is going to be a life source. It's going to fix that not okay feeling. And once you see it, it's like the jig is up. It's like, oh my God, I'm exposed. It's like, oh, now I know what I'm really doing here. Okay, now that doesn't mean you can't continue to do it. You most certainly can. And most of us do, even those who see this. Even those who see, oh yeah, I I totally have a not okay feeling and I'm pursuing you know, polyamory because I've never felt lovable and I just want, I, 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 I need more love than just one person or I, you know, or I've, I've got real issues around freedom and I got a fear of commitment. And so I just want an open relationship and 
right? So um, I just feel like a relationship is going to stifle me and and smother me, and 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 so I, you know, so even if you see it, doesn't mean you're not going to continue to do it. That's okay. Maybe it's even better that at least you know what you're doing. But here's what I'm going to tell you. If you don't know this already, it's not going to work. Whatever type of relationship you are seeking, if you are believing that if you can find it, if you can attract it, if you can create it, if you believe it is going to fix that not okay feeling, you're out of your mind. It won't. At best, temporarily, it'll feel like that boredom is gone, like you feel like you are lovable or you are wanted or that little restless, anxious place inside is finally calmed down and dealt with. But it won't last. It won't work. Whatever type of relationship you want, you're seeking it because it will fix that not okay feeling and you're going to find, no, it won't. It won't do it. It may do a lot of things. You may have a lot of variety in your sex life. You may have a loving relationship with one person, but... That empty place, that restless place, that that lonely place, that empty emptiness, whatever you want to call your particular not okay feeling, mine is a feeling of being undesirable or unseen. Okay? That's how I would describe my not okay feeling. The reason why I've always been a serial monogamous is because I've just felt if I can get one beautiful woman to see me and want me, that if she would desire me, then that would fix that not okay feeling. And I have found three or four women that have desired me. They've really seen me. I was not invisible to them. I was really wanted. And guess what? That didn't fix the feeling. No, it didn't. Oh, for maybe a couple days, maybe a couple months. But no, 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 it's still there. It was just kind of being covered for a while, but it was there. It wasn't healed. It wasn't removed. So what... What? If you, if you, you are trying to fill a void with whatever kind of relationship... You are trying to fix a problem with whatever kind of relationship. You are trying to find an identity through whatever kind of relationship. You are trying to finish a story. Oh, I'm the one who's not wanted. I'm the one who's been controlled. I'm the one who's this or that. You are trying to finish a story through whatever kind of relationship you want. But it ain't going to work. It's not going to work. Because you're asking a life partner or a series of life partners to be life sources. And people are lousy gods. 
Take that in. You are asking people and relationships to do something that they have never been designed to do. And therefore, they will fail. And you're going to have drama. You're going to end up in drama. Because the relationship that you thought was going to do it. Oh my God, I've finally been able to create this open relationship. I found a woman who, or a guy who is totally okay with me having other partners and they have other partners and I've, I've created it. Or I found the person that we can just have friends with benefits. Or I, I've, I've got this polyamory thing. I just love these two people and they love me. And, and I found it. I found it. It's like, it's, it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna to give me that sense of aliveness. It's going to make me feel okay. It's going to make me feel that sense of well-being. It's going to be my version of bliss or nirvana, heaven. No, it won't. It's going to fall short in some way. It's going to fail to give you what you thought it was going to give you. And when it does you're going to be unbelievably upset. And what you're going to do, of course, is you're going to think, well, I just need to find the right kind of relationship. Maybe I, I'm just friends with benefits with the wrong person. I'm just in an open relationship with the wrong people. I just got to find different people. Or I'm in this monogamous, committed, exclusive relationship, but it's with the wrong guy. It's with the wrong girl. I just need to find a, a better, better partners or a better partner. No, you will always be disappointed because you're, you're asking for your relationships to do something they can't do. And when you see that is the birth of your spiritual life, because then you really recognize, okay, I can pursue any relationship I want. Go for it. It doesn't really matter. I just know that it's not going to fix that not okay feeling. That is something that only I can do. That's the work that goes on inside my heart. So that's the first question. Why do you want a relationship? Here's another question, maybe even more powerful. What is the purpose of your life? Here's where we might get into something a little bit more controversial. Like you might not have agreed with the first one, but that's really just because you haven't seen it yet. Okay. It's just like, where's Waldo? Like you're saying there is no Waldo. Yeah. Yeah. He's there. You just don't see it. Right. So if you disagree with the real reason you want a relationship is to fix that not okay feeling and it doesn't work and it can't work and it will never work. And it's going to lead to more disappointment. If you don't agree with that, it's just because you don't see it. But it's the truth. But this one, what is the purpose of your life? Ooh, this is a little bit more controversial. What's the purpose of your life? What, what is your life about? What are, you, what are you really here for, right? I mean, I don't know where we came from. I don't know where we're going. Anybody who says they do is lying to you. <laughs> Okay, but you're going to be here for what? I don't know, 70, 80, 90 years. Okay. All right. So we do know you're here. We don't know where you came from, where you're going, but we know you're here now. Like, what's the purpose of your existence? What's the purpose of your life? 
Now, depending on how you answer that, it plays a huge role in what type of relationship you will choose. In fact, the answer to that question will lead to whatever relationship you choose. Now, I cannot sit here and list every possible purpose a person can have for their life. Some just want to pursue pleasure and enjoy their life. Other people, the purpose of their life is their awakening. They want to grow. They want to evolve. They want to really discover who they are. Like the purpose of their life is is waking up to who and what they are. That's the purpose of my life. The purpose of my life is to wake up. The purpose of my life is a spiritual understanding of myself and the world around me. The purpose of my life is to grow in consciousness. But other people have a purpose. Their purpose in life is just, I want to make as much money as I possibly can. Or I want to have as much pleasure as I can. I, I, don't, I don't know. But here's what I'll tell you. In my experience, okay, and it's not only mine, if the purpose of your life is to grow and evolve as an individual, then you will choose a monogamous relationship. Because there is nothing that will trigger you (laughs) and challenge you like trying to live with one single person in harmony and intimacy. If you really want to grow and you really want to wake up and you want to deal with your shit and your your triggers and your insecurities and and your your loneliness and your your junk if if you want to face your junk and learn to transcend it then get into a relationship with one person because there's nothing like it when you're all in with one person it just brings up all of your shit in a way that the other types of relationships just don't do Because the other relationships can be ways in which you're hiding from facing your shit. Because there's a really good chance that the reason you want the open relationships is because you're afraid of commitment. You're afraid of intimacy. Well, then get into a relationship with one person and face your damn fear. If that is the purpose of your life, to be free of fear. To be free of ego. Like if the purpose of your life is to transcend ego and to live in harmony with who you are and what is, then these other ethically non-monogamous relationships, they allow you to bypass or skip over some shit. That's what I believe. You want friends with benefits. Come on, come on, talk to me. Why? Right? Why? Come on, you're afraid of commitment. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you don't, you know, you you don't want to wait for that one person and, and, and you're lonely. So you just want to hook up with someone. Come on, why do you want friends with benefits? Why don't you give your heart to that person? If they're good enough to fuck, if you like them enough for that, then why don't you, why don't you live with them? 
Oh, because it brings up some other crap, doesn't it? So you're taking the easy way out. Okay, that's controversial. I just think you want the polyamory? Come on, what's that about? Open relationship? You want to be a swinger? What's that about? Isn't there some not okay feeling that you don't want to face? Some sort of boredom? You just need some excitement to feel alive? So the two questions are tied. Why do you want a relationship in the first place? What's the real reason? And what is the purpose of your life? One answers the other. Because once you, once you see what the real reason is, then the purpose of your life becomes to transcend that. Because you recognize you're being controlled by that not okay feeling. And you want to face that fear, that core story of deficiency. You just want one night stands? Come on, what's that about? Huh? Oh, I'm just too busy for anything more? Stop. Really, come on, stop. Remember Tiger Woods and all the shit he was doing? He had a Swedish model for a wife. (laughs) And he was screwing dozens of women. What's that about? Is it because he just wanted a lot of variety? Because he just really likes sex and just, you know, wanted to, you know, enjoy the finer things of life? Come on. That was his neurosis. Now, he wasn't being ethically non-monogamous. I mean, he wasn't telling anybody what he was doing. But that's just a matter of character. Whether you tell someone that you want multiple partners or something, or whether you keep it a secret, doesn't change the underlying reason why you want it in the first place. You're just saying, I'm not going to lie and cheat, but I have a fear of commitment, or I have this boredom inside of me, and, and I, I, just, I just have to fill it with all kinds of new toys and new, new experiences all the time. Well, yeah, great. You're, at least you're being honest about it, but it's the same not okay feeling that's still running your life. That's the point. Whether you're honest about it or not, there's still the not okay feeling that is controlling everything you do. But having said that, I feel like, and I've experienced this, and I'm not the only one who feels this way, that trying to make a relationship work with a single human being will be the hardest thing you ever will do in your life. And if you want to face your junk and work through your fears and your triggers and your childhood woundings and your personas and your blind spots, then give your life to one person and let it fuck you up. Let it bring it all to the surface. Because I just happen to believe that these ethically non-monogamous types of things allow you to skate over that stuff. You're, you're, you're creating a relationship style that allows you to not face it. 
to not really deal with it. And then lastly, I'll finish by saying this. And again, I'm not the only one who says, I've never heard a spiritual teacher. And again, the spiritual teachers I'm talking about are not coming from any religious or moral perspective. But I've never heard them say that these ethically non-monogamous relationships actually work. They don't work, not long term. People get too insecure. There's too much of the jealousy. There's too much comparison goes on. Is he a better lover than me? Or is she a better lover than me? And you spend more time with her than you do with me? Or you spend too much time with him? And, you know, with the swingers, you're doing the other couple down the street. And it, 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 it might work for a while. But rarely are you going to find someone that says, I've been in a polyamorous relationship for 30 years and we have no drama and there's no problem. Rarely will you find people in open relationships where it's been going on for a long time and there's no trouble and it's it just it's smooth. Now, I mean, there are very rarely do you find monogamous relationships that never have any trouble. But you know what I'm saying is that the trouble is because of the nature of the relationship that you're having sex with multiple people and the feelings and things. People get hurt in these things. That's that's my experience. That's what I'm hearing. Okay? Now, you could obviously point to someone you know that where this is not true. But just because one person or a few people make this work, um, it, that doesn't that that doesn't change the real reality, right? It's like they don't work, and you're avoiding your shit by being in them. So there you go. There are my thoughts. I mean, you, maybe you'll never listen to me again on a podcast because I've said something that you just are triggered by or something. And, you know, I'm open to feedback. I'm open to you telling me I'm full of shit. If you, I mean, I, I might be. I'm, I'm not on the real reason you want a relationship. <laughs> you can argue with that one all you want. <laughs> That's like arguing gravity, right? You, you Just jump off a building, see if gravity's real. So just take a look inside your soul and see if there's not a not okay feeling. In other words... Here, do this. For I could say one hour, but I'm, I'm going I'm to go on a limb. I'm going to say 10 minutes. For 10 minutes, I want you to sit alone in a room without any stimulation or any device. No music, no computers, no iPads, no phones, no nothing. No other people, nothing to look at, nothing to read. Just sit alone in a room for 10 minutes and then you tell me if you can't feel that not okay feeling. Tell me if you don't feel a core restlessness at the center of your soul. Your skin will crawl. Now you try to do it for an hour and you'll really feel it. Blaise Pascal, great philosopher, he once said that all of man's miseries arise because he cannot sit alone in a room by himself. What's he saying? Oh my God, if you sit alone in a room, oh, <laughs> there's no distraction, right? There's no medication. There's nothing to numb it out. There's nothing to 
keep you from looking at it. It's like you sit alone in a room and you're going to look at it. You're going to feel the sensations and the emotions and the racing thoughts in your heads and you're going to feel how much you want to do something and you want to get out and you want to grab your phone and you're going to, you're going to feel your skin crawl. That's what I'm talking about. That not okay feeling is why you want a relationship because it's going to fix that you think, but it won't. But then you can go on a spiritual journey. This is what I do as a coach. I help people really go on a deeper journey to deal with that not okay feeling because you can find nirvana, heaven, sat chitananda. You can find it here. And when you do, when you feel aliveness in you, when you feel that not okay feeling sort of being released and you feel at ease and you feel alive and comfortable in your own skin, that's when you're able to have a relationship of any kind that will work because you're not asking for the relationship to fill the void or fix a problem or help you find an identity or finish a story. That's when you're truly available to be in relationship of any kind. Uh, maybe, maybe once you really find nirvana, you still might want to be in an open relationship. Maybe. I don't know. But I do know the reason you want it now is to fix that not okay feeling. And the same goes for the monogamous people. Eh, the reason you want that is because you think it's going to fix your not okay feeling. No, it won't. All right. So if you want to work on these things, right? if you want a coach to take you down these paths to help you wake up, to help you get to know who you really are, to help you transcend some of the things that are really blocking your love life from being everything that it could be. Well, that's what I do. I'm here. Um, I'd love to support you. And I'd love your feedback on this. If you think I'm nuts, I mean, tell me I'm nuts. I mean, maybe I'll learn something that I don't know. So uh, hopefully I won't get defensive when I get challenged about something. I might, but if I do, I get to learn from that too. <laughs> so it's okay to be defensive, but it's okay to be curious and learn something out of the whole thing too. So I do want your feedback. I would love to work with you individually. You can reach me at Roy at coachingwithroy.com. Uh, and my phone number, my cell, 407-687-3387. I'll bet you can't find too many podcasts, podcasters that make themselves this available to their listeners, but I am. All right. So enough of that for now. I think that was a, that was a mouthful. I appreciate your time and your listening, and we will see you next time on the Attracting Lasting Love podcast. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Attracting Lasting Love with Roy Biancalana. Be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss a single episode. And while you're at it, please leave a rating and review and share it with anyone you think might benefit from listening. Check out our website at coachingwithroy.com and tune in every week for more insights and wisdom on creating healthy, lasting, conscious relationships.